Hello, everyone. Welcome to Creation.Live. In each episode of this show, ICR scientists gather with subject matter experts, apologists, and other special guests to discuss pressing issues, whether that be ICR's current research, something new that's come to light in the scientific community, or something else entirely that ultimately impacts how science points to our creator, the Lord Jesus Christ. We hope that these conversations are encouraging and enlightening in an increasingly chaotic world. I'm your host, Trey, and I have with me today my co-host, Lauren. Hello. And I have with me the creation guys, Kyle, Justice, and Pat Roy. Thank y'all so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, great pleasure. Well, uh, it's it's really awesome to get to talk to you guys. You, you guys have such great energy. Uh, I was just... Uh, in our Discovery Center watching a show from y'all. Y'all have uh, just really nailed, I think, uh, reaching the future generation. And Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what we want to talk about today. Kind of want to talk about y'all's story, what led to this, and Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully get our audience a little bit more aligned to to what y'all are doing. So uh, I'll go ahead and open. So I don't care who goes first, whichever one of y'all, uh, but I'd like to know a little bit more about y'all's creation journey, how y'all got to where y'all are today, uh, your your Christian story, how you came to know the Lord, et cetera. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll just go in order. Kyle? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was wanting to throw it to Pat. Oh, you know? well, Pat, if Pat wants to go first, whoever wants to go. I don't know. Pat, you want to go first? Please go. No. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to go first. Okay, I got you. Well, for me, uh, I worked in radio for uh, many, many years, and then um, a place by the name of the Institute for Creation Research asked Never me to come and be the director of broadcast media. And uh, probably, uh, I don't know, two years into it, I began to realize that my passion wasn't radio, but my passion was creation. Mm. And I've always had a, a passion for young people as well. And so uh, I just, at, at the Institute for Creation Research, I saw what was going on uh, at ICR back in those days. And uh, I realized that the creation message has the power to change lives like nothing else. I think when you take young people or even adults and you show them that it's not just another religion they be, uh, believe, but it's actually true that God actually did create, and that his word can be trusted, all of a sudden, wimpy Christians become powerful Christians. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that's a a part of that as well is just an apologetic for non-believers, right? Is that uh, uh, you get to challenge them with, well, what does the science actually say? And a lot of times you can stump them because the science does not go with evolution. And so a lot of times that helps them to question their faith in evolution, right? So it was in those early years of working at the Institute for Creation Research, I realized that the creation message, I think, is one of the most powerful. And at that moment, it changed my life because I realized that I wanted to do that. That was clear back when I was in my 20s. I'm an old guy now. I've been doing full-time creation ministry ever since and loved every minute of it. So, What has that uh, looked like prior to, we'll say, Modern times, uh, you know. <laughs> well, back in back, the ancient times, before history books were written. No. Yeah, no. Uh, so I worked at the Institute for Creation Research. I think it was about 12 to 15 years. I can't remember exactly. I think it was 12 years. Loved it. Best time of my life. Absolutely loved it. Uh, my wife, Sandy, and I uh, started something called Jonathan Park during those times, which was an audio drama. Uh, the audio drama took off. For some reason, God blessed that. And uh it uh, really started to take off. And so we actually left to uh, produce that full-time. Uh, we did that for several different years. Um, and then eventually uh, we went on uh, to do some other things uh, probably about seven or eight years ago. So I've always been 
In speaking ministry, uh, we as a homeschool family have always worked together, my daughters and my wife. It's been great. We've uh, put on hands-on workshops for uh, for young children. Uh, we've produced videos. Uh, we've done just all kinds of different things. We've taught at, uh, uh, at uh, homeschool co-ops, and uh, it's been an amazing adventure. It's been something that's just been so amazing. And then later on, uh, I'd love for you to ask me what took place on college campuses because I actually think that that kind of laid the foundation for where we're at with the creation guys. But yeah, just uh, just total adventure. It's been so much fun. You awesome. know, I have no regrets. It's just been an amazing journey. Mm-hmm. Hey, you found your calling, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that's why I think it's so much fun to be back at the Institute for Creation Research right now is that uh, just incredibly fond memories. Uh, just loved it. And then to be able to come back this weekend and just say, yes. And you know, what's kind of exciting is I feel like ICR, like never before, I feel like you're in a new chapter right now where ICR is really on the cutting edge with so many things, with the research that's going on, with the stages of the flood and also the, uh, the uh, uh, epigenetics and, and all of the research that's going on. I just feel like God has raised ICR up uh, right now for this moment like never before. And that's really fun to, to be able to come back after all these years and say, wow, God, you've still got some amazing things going on here. Well, it's also really encouraging just to hear that you have been involved in creation ministry and looking into creation science for decades, you said. I won't guess how many. We're not going to do that. But for (laughs) decades, you said. (laughs) And a lot of times in our world, people assume that as creationists look into the science, that their faith is going to be weakened and that they're going to realize that it's contradicted. But instead, to hear from someone who has studied all of these different aspects of creation science for decades and realizing your faith has been strengthened more and more and more because you're realizing that the evidence, the scientific evidence matches up with what the Bible says. That's really encouraging to hear as well. Well, you know, it's kind of sad because I feel like some Christians run around with blinders on their eyes saying, don't show me the truth. Don't show me the truth Mm -hmm. because they're scared deep down inside that maybe the Bible's not going to hold up to it. And what's amazing is once you take off the blinders, you can literally study any square inch of this creation and it points right back to the creator again. And I think for Christians, I think when they really do that, it just makes them powerful because they realize that with confidence that they can proclaim that the Bible is true, right? Absolutely. And I think that's why your ministry is so powerful. And I think that that's why God continues to bless what you guys are doing. Yeah. Okay, Kyle, your turn. <laughs> oh, my turn. Um, I grew up in Portland, Oregon. Um, the church I grew up in was the same church that um, Bert, that, uh, well, Bert Elliott, but Jim Elliott uh, went to and was raised in. And wow. so I grew up you know, in that environment, a Plymouth Brethren church and uh, early on trusted in Christ um, with the gospel message. And uh, what's interesting is my, I grew up in a, a home where my dad's hobby was filmmaking and I have a twin brother. And, uh, you know, right about 1980 or so when the Star Wars series was getting going, it kind of captured us. We were like, man, we want to be filmmakers. Uh, and so we kind of started pursuing that. My dad had film equipment, and we went to a, a high school and junior high that had film, uh, you know, television studios. But then uh, when I was in high school, we would go out to our, our church camp. And one time, the, uh, the directors brought in a guy named Dr. Donald Chittick, who was a chemist. And he spoke a lot in the Northwest and all around the country. And he presented this case that, you know, for creation and the Bible, and it just kind of ignited something in my heart. And, you know, I wasn't like wanting to be a scientist per se, but I felt like God was using my experience in growing up doing video. Uh, I thought, well, maybe eventually I could put those two together, Uh, but I didn't do it right away. Um, Ended up uh, going to Moody Bible Institute and uh, 
and then you know, a bit of a career in television and film. Um, and in 1996, started working with Answers in Genesis, a brand new ministry back then. <laughs> with Ken Ham, and we produced a, a kid's show called The Ex-Nilo Show on Dinosaurs and the Bible. Uh, but it wasn't until several years later when we started our family and we were homeschooling uh, that we took this trip across the U.S. Um, and through the national parks. And my oldest son, Noah, was about 12, I think, at the time. And we go to the national parks and stick him in front of the Grand Canyon and say, hey, Noah, talk about how you know, the Grand Canyon, the, the Colorado River couldn't have run uphill. And and we came back and it's like, wow, there's a lot of really good stuff here. And started producing the show and called it Awesome Science. And it eventually uh, went to uh, my, oh, 12 episodes is what we produced with it. But right about that time, we submitted the first show to, um, it was the San Antonio Christian Film Festival. And so when it, it, became a finalist, we went uh, with my two sons, my two oldest sons. I have eight kids total. Wow. And, uh, and that's where we met this wonderful, amazing guy called Pat Roy. And so that was the <laughs> first time that we actually connected. He was doing Jonathan Park at the time. He heard about what we were doing with, uh, with our show, and we just couldn't believe that we were just sitting there talking to each other. And we became instant friends, the, the, the passion for the creation message as well as passion for media and so on. And we, you know, at that time, we didn't say, hey, yeah, let's work together, you know, because he was doing his thing very successfully. I was doing my thing. And uh, boy, you know, that's kind of the start of uh, what God started to do with what we're doing now. So yeah. you were kind of doing the awesome science media. Mm -hmm. You were doing something else at the same time. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Was that Creation Quest that you were doing at that time? Or right, that so Creation Quest is just our, our little family ministry that we okay. do. And okay. so uh, <clears throat> teaching creation worldview classes. Uh, so teaching young people about creation. Also doing um, different video projects uh, that we did. And then also speaking uh, quite a bit. So, mm -hmm. And then we also put together an audio drama, uh, a second audio drama. Actually, a third audio drama. The, the second one was called Journey to Nova Rupta, which tells the story of a volcano that took place uh, about 100 years ago. And so we told the story of that. And then I also, uh, we all worked together, my wife and my, my daughters, Sandy and Melody and Summer, uh, to create something called Time Chroniclers, which was another audio drama. So just a lot of different media projects a lot of teaching, and then also going out and speaking as well. So Yeah, that's a lot. That is a yeah. lot. <laughs> you mentioned Awesome Science Media because um, what happened too is when we created uh, the whole Awesome Science series, we found a demand for more productions right. and, and more themes. We did a whole astronomy series. And because Pat and I met, and then things started to change with him, he became more available, and he was starting to help me write scripts and edit. And he was down in California. I was up in the Portland area, and... I think we have over like 40 titles with Awesome Science Media, uh, but we've been working real closely on that type of stuff for a long time as well. So it's been a lot of fun. Yes. Well, I can see from, I mean, just from the general idea of what y'all have been producing, that y'all both really have a heart for like reaching the next generation. Um, I mean, truth be told, most of what you've produced is geared in that direction. So why is it that you think that it's so important to reach the youth instead of, say, people who are already adults or whatever? Well, I think, you know, Pat can talk more to the college, but, you know, we're finding that a lot of Christians growing up in Christian homes, that they aren't given, you know, strong media or, or information that, that really says, wow, I can really believe in what the Bible says. So, 
you know, what's happening is then they get into a lot of times secular and even Christian colleges, unfortunately, where they're, they're marrying this evolutionary teaching. And so, you know, the passion for both of us is let's capture the younger generation and, you know, give them strong support as they get out into the world. And, and, you know, it's a spiritual battle and the enemy just wants to take Christians. I mean, you see so many people getting into their college years and beyond and there, there's this whole deconstructing your faith movement, you know, and, uh, you know, but Pat is kind of, he's in the trenches too. You were going down to, to, to colleges, right? And interviewing people. Yeah. So, uh, I've, I've done this quite a few times. I need to get back and do more of it, but, uh, I used to go out to uh, college campuses, secular campuses with a microphone and a camera. And I would ask, Hey, do you, did you grow up in a Christian home? Uh, probably about 50% would say yes. Mm. So I'm going to focus just on those 50%. Next question, do you believe that uh, you were created or you evolved? Almost every single student said that they had evolved. Oh, wow. As a matter of fact, there's only a, just a few that still believe that they were created. Now, remember, these are kids that grew up in a Christian home, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not even talking about the 50% of others, right? So another question I asked them, how long did it take from the time you entered college until you rejected your faith? It was three to six months. Next question, what was it that convinced you that there was no God and that evolution is true? Um, and so one girl that I talked to thought it was the transition from the ape-like creatures to humans. Mm-hmm. Every other student I talked to said that they, they, they kind of give an answer like, well, yeah, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. You grew up in a Christian home. You rejected that faith in three to six months, and you can't even really tell me why. Next question. Um, has anybody ever told you about the scientific evidence for creation? Just about every single student, except for one, that had rejected their faith, said that nobody had even told them that there was scientific evidence. Uh, The few that I had talked to who were still hanging in with their faith, they had all heard the scientific evidence for creation. Next question, would you like to hear the scientific evidence for creation? 100% of the students said, can you guess? No. They said yes, 100% of them. So we would turn off the camera and the microphone and we would share with them. So check it out. A lot of Christian parents send their kids to secular colleges. Almost every single one of them is going to reject their faith. It's probably going to happen in about three to six months. There's not really going to be a good reason why that happens. Mm -hmm. Most of them who have rejected have never heard the case for creation before, and every single one that I talked to wanted to hear the case for it. Wow. When you think about it, that's my passion. Okay, let me compare it to one other time. I used to wait... Uh, in San Diego for Time Magazine to come out with one of those big, ugly eight-man pictures on the front of Time Magazine, right? And they do that every few months. And when that would happen, I would buy one of those, and I would go down to the high school, and I would stand with my little toesies just off the campus. And I'd wait till the students were coming out of class, and I would go, yo! I'd go, is this your great-great-granddad? And uh, it was amazing. <laughs> instantly, your attention. <laughs> yeah. Foo! Instantly, I would have a whole group of high school students because they wanted to talk about it, Right. And so I would ask them, I would say, how many of you uh, believe that you evolved? Mm -hmm. Just a few kids, loud and proud, would raise their hand. Then I would ask how many, and they didn't know which one I was, right? How many of you think that you were created with a purpose? Just about every single student would look at their feet, and they would kind of raise their hand Mm -hmm. like this. They know. Almost every single student, and even the non-Christians, would believe that they had purpose in life. Mm. And you know what that told me? Is that, how cool is that because... If they already believe that they have purpose in life, now all we've got to do is give them the evidence Mm -hmm. for why that's true, right? That's so easy. But if we wait till they get to college and it's kind of beat out of them, 
now you're getting kind of where it's too late, right? Because right. they're starting to hear all this other stuff, right? And so I think for me, that is my motivation of why I'm, I'm passionate about reaching young people. And Kyle, I think you share the same passion. Very as much so. Yeah. I think, boy, if these students, what a difference, by the way, between a student who truly believes that there's no purpose mm -hmm. in life and that things are created randomly, right? And a student who knows that they were created by God and has a purpose for their lives. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine the difference between those two lives that are going to be lived it's out? Massive. Yeah, it's exactly. Massive. So and not just that, it, it kind of speaks <clears throat> to the fact that we're made in God's image anyway, that those who don't believe in God and they still believe that there is a purpose, like it, it's just that that missing hole right there. Exactly. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so if you can come along and encourage that and say, guess what? You were made for a purpose. Yeah. And God gave you these talents and abilities for a reason. And here's what it is. And here's the evidence behind it all. All of a sudden, that's a powerful life, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, a lot of Christian kids aren't hearing that. Yeah. And I, I, I think, again, that's why the Institute for Creation Research is so important is because you guys are equipping parents and then I, I pray that parents are turning around now and using the information that you guys are researching and using that and sharing it with their students because, man, they're in battle, right? They mm -hmm. need to hear this They need stuff. to be armed. You don't send them out yeah. into a war without any weapons mm -hmm. or defense or anything like that. That's exactly Absolutely. It. So it is crucially important to reach the next generation with this information. Yes. How? How do we reach the next generation? What are your thoughts on that? Well, can I talk about maybe how parents can? Yeah, sure. I think about this all the time. So, you know, I've, I've noticed that um, I've, I've recently found out that most families don't even have a morning devotional time. Mm -hmm. I think that that's super important. The other thing that I think, and uh, I, I, I hope I did well at this as a father, but also uh, my wife, Sandy, and I, we really wanted to present um, the gospel and, and the Bible as being true, right? Mm -hmm. And so many times we talk about Bible stories, right? It's... It's the story of Noah's Ark. It's mm -hmm. the story of the Tower of Babel. Boy, I think that's so wrong. I think we've got to teach those that teach our students that those are true accounts, right? Maybe even have a Bible archaeology Bible or maybe the Defender Study Bible, right? Where as you're reading through passages, you can say, hey, guess what? This is the city of Jericho. Guess what? They've actually found this site. And guess what? The walls found fell inward and it made a ramp so the Israelites could come right in. I mean, I think when you do that for your students, that that's an awesome thing. Um, the other thing, and I'm, I'm sorry, Kyle, I'll let you uh, to take a shot at this too. No, but, this is fascinating. But, but <laughs> so, so one time I was speaking at a homeschool conference and I had talked about the importance of reaching students for Christ. And uh, this woman was in line to talk to me after I was done with the presentation. Uh, and as she's sitting there, she's crying. And I'm, I'm thinking, dear Lord, please give me wisdom to talk to her. And I, I, I talked to this woman and when she came up, I said, what's, what's up? And she said, you know, I have taught my students creation their whole lives. And she said, my older daughter just got a uh, job at a evolutionary zoo. And she said, and now she's convinced that creation isn't true. And oh, now she's rejected the entire Bible. And then she looks at me and says, what did I do wrong? Oh. Well, I don't know. I'm just a guy, right? I, I don't know what she did wrong. So I was really kind of praying for for wisdom, and I, I asked her, I said, so did you also teach them about evolution? Oh, no, we never talked about evolution. Mm. And so, anyway, I, I, I prayed for the woman, and then I got on the plane, and I started thinking about my own daughters. And I was thinking, because they were young at the time, and I was thinking, well, how do I, I don't want that to happen to my kids. Mm -hmm. and, and so I, I started to think about uh, an idea called the, uh, the tour of the world views. And uh, so basically, whenever we've been at a public venue, like a fair or some event where there's different booths with different world views, um, I've taken my daughters on a tour, 
And uh, basically I'll walk up like to the new age booth and I'll go, hi, my name's Pat. I'm a Christian. My daughters are Christians here. Could you take two minutes and tell me why you believe what you believe? And then when we were all done with that, I would let my daughters ask them questions. Mm -hmm. And then usually we would go out for lunch or something. And then also my wife has just been amazing at teaching history from um, just a biblical perspective as well. And I think the more that we can do to help our students not only realize that the biblical worldview is true, but also to help them to get a taste of other worldviews that are out there. And while they're under our protection and under um, our mentorship, to be able to help them to see that there are other worldviews and maybe how to how to deal with those different worldviews, I just think is such an important thing. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's so true. You know, it's a big family and we, we, we travel a lot and uh, to shoot our content as a family and such. And I remember... Because uh, we talk, just like Pat's saying, we talk a lot in our kids. And I remember we were at the Dinosaur uh, Monument in Colorado. Uh, and it's a big place. I'm not sure we've been there. It's long. And my older kids, I'm not sure where they are. And I am spy way down. And I'm like, what are they doing? And they were like flanking a uh, one of the rangers there who explains stuff. And they're sitting there like, you know, hey, did you know about dinosaur soft tissue? And, you know, all the, it really shows case the Bible. And, so, and they're like preaching. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, guys, let's hold back just a little bit. She feels really Let into it. Yeah. Yeah, but I kind of felt proud a little bit as yeah. a dad. It's yeah. like, you know, awesome. we're preparing the kids. And it's important. Um, you know, in, in scripture, it says that, that always be prepared to have an answer. Mm -hmm. You know, and then when you do answer, that it be done with grace you know, and kindness in a sense too. And so, you know, training our kids um, to be defenders of the truth and to, to know the evidence, man, I mean, it really equips them and, and they feel confident, you know, and I know in a lot of the, the videos that I've written and produced, we try and, and present both sides, you know, here's what evolution believes, you know, here's what the Bible says. Now, where does the evidence point? Mm -hmm. Not that we're saying, you know, well, look at the evidence first, you know, but it's like, right. no, the Bible is true. But how? Where does the evidence lean? Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then giving them the chance, you know, in in the content to go, wow, it sure does lean that direction. Yeah. Not saying you need to believe this way, yeah. but uh, but like Pat said, you know that that we're presenting evidence. I I was at a show last week, a trade show, and two Jewish people came up. Uh, they weren't believers, I don't think. And we were talking a little bit about evolution and, and such, and, and they seem open, which is really cool mm -hmm. to, to you know, what we were saying in our videos. And I said, well, have you ever heard about dinosaur soft tissue? Two different people. And they're like, no, yeah. what's, what's that? Right. And I, I present the case, you know, that we find it all around the world, that we see osteocytes and collagen and even carbon. And, and they're like, I need to learn more about that, mm -hmm. you know? And so equipping our kids, even with some of that, and then the way that the two world abuse think and, and so on. I mean, it's not just the evidence because, you know, people say, well, shoot, we have evidence on both sides, you know, but where does it point? But it's also teaching our kids, like you were saying, about worldview. How to interact with those. Yeah. yeah. You know, and understanding it's not just about the facts. Mm -hmm. It's about a worldview, you know, for somebody to say, well, the you know, the earth wasn't you know, created by a God. Well, why not? Because there is no God. Well, so you're, you're starting from the standpoint that there's no God, you know, and that's a worldview. And so teaching really worldviews and then how does the, the evidence 
you know, playing in with that as well. And how do you interpret it? Yeah. And I think, I think this kind of speaks to the fact that nobody really likes to be told what to believe. Mm -hmm. So if, especially the younger you are, the less (laughs) likely you are. I mean, I remember my rebellious phase and it's just like, well, let me give you the information and present it and present it truthfully, but also present the other side. If you don't present the other side, a, if you do believe in creation, how can you defend against evolution? B, if you don't believe in creation, you're just going to be like, I don't know, like you'll be like any one of the college students that goes off. And as soon as anything else is presented to you, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, that looks nice. I'll, I'll go follow that. Well, Cause instead. you just never heard it before. It's right. new. It's right. shiny. And it's everyone exciting. else Everybody around believes you it. believes it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, right. And I, I think uh, for any parents that are watching this, I just think, it's so important to invest your time into your kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the next generation. And it's hard because I know we all get busy with life and careers and paying bills and all the things that happen, but truly, truly investing to your kids. And especially if your kids are in a public school or a secular college or something like that, wow, it is really time to, to, to get engaged. Mm-hmm. I think it's also important to say here that Yes, parents need to do everything they can do. And we're talking about a lot of the ways that they can do that. But also that kid's heart is ultimately in the Lord's hands. You can do everything. I just want to say that to relieve some of the pressure because some parents aren't doing enough. Let's just be honest. But some, you can do everything right and your kid can rebel and turn against the Lord. You can do everything wrong and God will somehow snatch that child's heart and draw that child to himself. So I think that's just important also to say we need, it is so important to reach the next generation, to invest in your kids and all of those things, but also to be faithful in those while also trusting the Lord that he can do the work Mm. in that person's heart. And not, I I just feel for this woman who was crying on the front row and she could yes. have done everything right. We don't know. She could have done everything right. Yes. But at the same time, there are specific ways that we're talking about here with you guys that are so helpful as far as ways that we can do our part to help strengthen people's faith. I think that's so important. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because it is true, Lauren. I've, I've, I've talked to so many parents whose kids have rejected and you can tell that they're parents that invested, they gave it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So ultimately it comes down to the kid and the Lord, right? It's mm-hmm. It's their relationship ultimately. Yeah. So yes, if there's somebody out there who has a, a child who rejects, um, that's a hard thing, mm-hmm. especially when you've given it your all and you've done your best. It just shows you though that the kid is in the Lord's hands. Mm-hmm. And that you've done and your I part, you've been faithful. And you pray and you know, hopefully it's encouraging to know it's, it's not the end of the story yet, right? Yeah. You, you don't know what the Lord's gonna do with it. The Lord Absolutely. is in the business of turning around lives. So yeah, if there's a parent that's out there that's watching this, who's given it their all and their child has still rejected, just know that God is still working his plan. He's still working his plan. Amen. Well, I just saw an exciting show here at the Discovery Center. Sorry if you're watching or listening to this now. It's in the past, so you can't see it. <laughs> you missed it. But maybe in the future. Yeah, huh? So let's let's talk about... <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry about that, guys. We'll uh, add the sad horn sound effect. Um, yeah. uh, so let's talk about the creation experience. Mm-hmm. So y'all are the creation guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least that's what your website leads me to believe. Right, right. yes. Okay. That's uh, true. That's yeah. true. Okay, good. Kind of like the pizza guy. Yeah. <laughs> Plumbing guys. Piano guys. Piano guys. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what is the creation experience? How did it? How did it come to be? Uh, how did this? Uh, these two separate ministries, or two guys who were doing yeah. their own separate ministries, how did that kind of merge into whatever this is? Well, it's kind of funny because I, you know, I had been doing awesome science media content. You know, I've had been doing Creation Quest, and you know, there was 
I, I can remember I was watching a video of a guy talking about that when you do ministry, having more than one person, like, you know, coming together and having some strategic people. And I, I took a prayer walk and I was like, Lord, I, I know who I'd want to work with, you know, it'd be Pat Roy, you know, and I don't, he's like, seems to be going in a different direction. And I don't know how you would do that. And, and uh, he was in California and, uh, but God actually worked it out. Um, and I invited, there was an opportunity with the eclipses coming in 2017. I invited Pat up and it's like, hey, how'd you like to maybe do a little video on the eclipse, you know, and, and we'll call it the creation guys. And it was kind of an experience. <laughs> um, and uh, they came up just for uh, I don't know about a week, and um, I don't know. You can tell your side of the story on that, Pat. Yes, yeah, no, it, it looks like your side might be a little different. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the part he's not telling you is, as he was praying that, our lives just completely became undone. Uh, the Lord allows sometimes just for your life to fall apart, and that's kind of what happened for our mm. our families. And by the time the smoke and dust cleared, uh, we were up there in the Pacific Northwest with the Justice family, and uh, we got to make this video, and uh, it's fun. We got to make um, some video documentaries together, and then Kyle also does um, other video work as well, and we were shooting at a huge trade show, and I'll let you tell this story because this is kind of our origin story. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, so we had done some of these videos already together, and um, you know, I, do, I, I do corporate video work and okay. such for another way to, to you know, have income for our family. And we were at this big show up in Seattle, and it was like a media extravaganza with these huge screens and so on, and, and I'd hired Pat for a couple of days to help me work it. And we're just sitting in the back, and it wasn't me who said, I said, Pat, what do you think about one day doing like a, a creation show thing, you know, that, that would just wow people and, you know, like a media experience or something? And I, that was about, I think, the gist of what I said. And I don't know, what was your response to me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't go, you're crazy. <laughs> no, so uh, our family creation quest, uh, we've been doing something called the creation worldview classes for a long time. And right. so a lot of times we'll blow up stuff and, uh, and teach creation <laughs> about it. And, uh, my daughter, uh, Melody loves blowing up stuff. And so she and I did a class called 12 amazing experiments where the purpose of it, the whole goal was to blow something up and then talk about creation. And so when he mentioned that I started thinking through, mm -hmm. well, wouldn't it be fun to have this presentation where we actually did things, uh, and, and so it's been a lot of fun, right? I mean, we yeah. started putting it together and uh, we do a, a trunk illusion where Kyle and I switch places. We blow up hydrogen on the stage. Um, we do a game show. We do a cell phone competition. Uh, we've got it interspersed with videos that we've produced. And uh, basically the goal was to make it so the audience never knows what's coming next. Uh, we weren't quite sure what was going to happen, so we did a... Um, I don't know, what do you call that? A little dress rehearsal? We did two dress rehearsals. Yeah. Yeah, with a few people in the audience. But it was like, and the thing is, I had already moved to Virginia and he was still in the Northwest. And I like, he had figured all this out. He produced a lot of the videos. You know, you got me the scripts. And so I collaborated some, you know, but I just showed up on the airplane and he had already built the trunk and everything. And, you know, I like, like in a day, I think, learned the whole show that, you know, you, you really wrote most of it. And, uh, and we did it for a couple of small audiences on a Saturday. And I think the Sunday we had this big audience of like 200 people. We rented this facility and everything. 
And I don't know what we're going to tell well, some well, part of the so, story. Well, something that was just kind of fun about that, which was kind of our prayer, and it kind of worked out this way, yeah. is that what we're finding is that both young people and older people are all engaged, and mm-hmm. that's kind of what happens with it. Is you know, every five minutes something's changing up. It may mm-hmm. be that all of a sudden we're doing illusion, and then next thing you know, all of a sudden they're getting out their cell phones and they're doing a cell phone competition. So really our goal with that was to make it so that the audience never knows what's coming next. But all the way through, we, we teach a consistent message, which is the Big Bang couldn't create the universe, non-living materials can't become alive, and mutations plus natural selection can't turn one creature into another. Therefore, you're created with a purpose. What is your purpose? Mm-hmm. And then we ended out by saying, what, what talents did God give you? Mm-hmm. And how are you using those for him right now? So that's yeah. kind of the, the gist of what we're doing. And the thing of it is, you, you, know, you have great scientists who give these presentations and the PowerPoints and so on. Um, but our focus, you know, was a younger audience and, you know, a lot of kids don't necessarily track with, you Big know. engaging. <laughs> right, 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 right. Pat's daughter was not the only kid that likes yeah. watching things blow up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but, I mean, Pat and I, God's equipped us with, you know, these kind of fun personalities. And so two people up on stage where they're sharing and bouncing off each other um, is really unique. We really don't know of, of that. And so God's using that, you know, in some way. And we love working together. I mean, we just, it's, yeah, it's, it's a blast. Fun. And we get energy just like up on stage from each other going, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's, uh, man, we, we love it. Yeah. So when was... Two things. Yeah. Uh, this is the quick question answer. When was your first show? Uh, Two and a half years ago? I think okay. so. It was like 2000, what, 18, 19? Sure. That we we kind of initially came up with the concept. And, you know, it was more like, wouldn't it be cool? Yeah. You know, and then you started thinking, but we really didn't do anything until about a year and a half later, maybe, yeah. uh, two years. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it took a while to come up with the whole concept and, and the content that we're doing. But... Um, after we did those first initial, it's like, okay, let's promote this. Let's see where God leads it and what doors he opens up for it. So it's, it's pretty fresh and new. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Well, I was going to say, I noticed you said, uh, at the end, you like, what is your purpose? And that leads back to the question that you asked those mm-hmm. high schoolers mm-hmm. in that story that you told, exactly. uh, because even those who aren't believers know, they know in yes. their heart. Yes. So I, I just thought that that was a, a cool callback there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we, you know, we even present, maybe there's somebody in the audience that doesn't know the Lord or, or you know, hasn't uh, committed their life to Christ. And so there's even a bit of a gospel message that we share at the end. It's like, hey, you know, if you don't know God and, and you're not com- connected with him through his son, Jesus Christ, then here's an opportunity and you can have purpose and you can be walking with him. And, and so we, we don't want to leave that out of, of the presentations because there might just be somebody in the audience that, that hasn't done that yet. Shouldn't mm-hmm. presume. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm curious, you guys might not want to answer this because I know you like to keep things surprises along the way, but I'm curious if you guys have a favorite part of your show oh. and how you use that to teach a specific lesson to your audience. Yeah. I know it's a little difficult to say too much without giving things away, but well, do you I, have I, a secret? I thought a, you were going to ask us how we do the trunk thing. And, uh, <laughs> I, won't, I won't ask you to. Well, we have an secrets. answer for that. Actually. Oh. We, well, how do we how do we do it? How do we do the trunk? Yeah, very well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the reason he's joking about that is because kids secrets. come up all the time. So, uh, for those of you who haven't seen the trunk, basically what we do is we've got a, a trunk, and uh, 
Kyle ties me up in a bag and ties a rope around it. And then he throws me into the trunk and then he shuts the door and he locks it and he puts some chains and- And he leaves and you there for a couple yeah, hours. I was say, kind <laughs> of like your first meeting, <laughs> And then he does right? the presentation <laughs> and then he opens it after he's done. No, just- <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then basically what happens is he jumps on top of the trunk and he raises a curtain up. And then when he uh, drops the curtain, it's actually me standing there instead of him. So, so um, yeah, and that's and fun. And then I'm and in all, the trunk. You pull me out of the trunk. Right. And chains then, and all, yeah. And then, and then it's the same knot on the bag and I untie the knot and now it's Kyle who's- in the, bag. in the bag. So it's fun because kids come up afterwards all the time and say, how do you How'd do the trunk? And the answer is very well. Very well. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know how we did it, we but, did it right. But so you asked an even deeper question, which I love is what, what do we teach with it? You know what I love about that is, is that obviously things aren't actually happening the way it looks on stage. There's some funny business going on mm -hmm. uh, inside that trunk. And uh, I think that that's oftentimes uh, when you look at the whole creation evolution thing, is that evolutionists can create an illusion that evolution is working. Mm. And, and matter of fact, I've noticed when they stay in the little micro details, they can hold it. But when you step back and look at the bigger picture, you realize that it's just an illusion, right? Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. so that's kind of one of the things that we teach with the trunk is, hey, it may look like it's this way, but sometimes the way things look are completely different than what truth really is. Mm -hmm. so. Valuable lesson. Yeah. Yeah. So that That's was a great answer. question, by the way. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> I was uh, not expecting such a deep answer to that. That was so, really yeah, good. That was, good. No, that was yeah. really good. Awesome. Well, I just, I, I really enjoy y'all's personalities and y'all's, uh, just the show that y'all put on. It, it is really good. It is really good. It's, it's entertaining for me as a, uh, I don't want to give away my age as a 30 something. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you know, old. It, I know it, it's very entertaining even for me. And, uh, and, and I know that it's entertaining for the kids that when y'all did the, uh, the quiz show, the mm -hmm. kids were like screaming and it's like, okay, all right, guys. That, <laughs> and that wasn't very loud. We've had some crowds and it's like, my ears are wow. ringing. Yeah, the literally end. after you're done, you're going. <laughs> but it's engaging them and they're going to remember yes. the lessons that they learned there yeah, because they, they learned it in such an engaging, yeah. attention grabbing way. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's kind of the premise of the whole creation experience is that when you just give somebody an information dump, it may not be too long after that that they don't even remember the information. But when you connect with somebody's emotions or mm -hmm. when you connect with story or, or something else and then you hang the truth on that, now it sticks forever, right? So that's really kind of the premise of yeah. Yeah. why we're doing that. And that's why every game we do or every explosion or illusion, we try and connect it with one of the truths that we're trying to teach. That's true. But when you ask the kids afterwards, most often we hear that the uh, cloud in a bottle is their favorite. And I think it's just because it's all hands-on and they're creating something themselves. Right. And, uh, you know, and, and, and we use that to talk about how incredible our earth is and how God created the water cycle. And then we go into all the other unique things that really, you know, naturalism can't explain. But, you know, God creating our earth because he created it. He focused all his attention on the earth, really, for us. And then, his crowning achievement was creating man in his image. And mm -hmm. so, um, and man has purpose. So mm -hmm. we're so excited to be able to share and encourage people that uh, they can be walking with purpose. It's, it's interesting. Uh, I think my pastor just said something along these lines yesterday. Uh, people have trouble remembering large bits of information, but they remember experiences, mm -hmm. yeah. emotions, and story. Yes. And it's yeah. like, that's what you're using to get people to remember the information, especially for these younger generations. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I, I just think that it's incredible. So 
if someone say someone who a pastor who is uh, listening to this or mm-hmm. a family or whatever, if they want to get in touch with the creation guys and they want to plan, I don't know, a creation experience, uh, how would they do so? Oh, you're looking at me, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you can go to our website, thecreationguys.com. It's thecreationguys.com. And uh, there's a contact form there. Uh, we would love to, to come out. We've really been trying to, we've done quite a few on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that we're living on the East Coast, uh, we're trying to do more on the East Coast now. So we're especially hoping to travel to the uh, East Coast. I don't know why I'm doing this for East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> it's over on that side. From my perspective, that's on the map. Yeah, yeah. that works. Well, anyway, for now, you're, totally like, you're kind of right in the floor, middle. Uh, right. <laughs> and we're based in Central Virginia, so it's really yeah. easy for us to get up to the Northeast or down to you know Florida or into the Midwest as well. Yeah, but if uh, they come to our website, we've got all of the uh, details there, and we'll show up and mm-hmm. do a creation experience. And uh, we've had so much fun, haven't we? We have been at... Large homeschool conferences. We've yes. been at little tiny events. We've been at larger events. We've been to churches. We've been to a park. Uh, we've been uh, all kinds of different places. And yes. of course, your favorite is here at the ICR Discovery right. Center. Well, Naturally. it really is because for me, it's coming home again. Right? Yeah. That's so. true. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. And and the thing that you know we've talked about and prayed about that you know, Lord, where would you take this? You know, obviously, it's getting to more churches and more events and so on. And you know, we even dreamed about maybe there's other themed, you know, things that we could do to come back to a church where it's like not the same thing. Or we even dreamed about maybe what the Lord would you train other teams to go out and do this as well. So we don't know what the Lord wants for right now. We're just faithfully following where he wants us, you know, each, each month, each, each step of the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all you can do, right? Yeah. yeah. Be faithful. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, any closing thoughts from either of y'all, any encouragement to, uh, either kids watching or parents watching, um, well, I, I guess the same encouragement uh, that we usually uh, bring in at the end of our presentation is uh, if you're a young person out there, God um, has a purpose for your life. And uh, he gave you talents and he gave you abilities. He's packed that into every single person. Um, sometimes the enemy comes along and lies and says that maybe you don't have any talents or abilities. Well, that's a lie because God puts those into every single person. So, mm-hmm. and kind of the fun part of being a young person, the journey is growing up and finding out what you're good at. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess I just encourage young people to be excited <clears throat> about the fact that you've got purpose and find out what those purposes are. And then f- pray about unique ways that you can use your talents for, for the Lord. Because trust me, there's nothing more joyous or fulfilling than finding out what your talents are and using them for God. I mean, when you're doing that, that's when it becomes amazing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I just know the enemy comes along to convince somebody that they don't have any talents or not to use the talents or use them for themselves. But those are all just lies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think young people, that's the thing that gets them the most excited is when they realize what their purpose is and they, and they lock into that and go for it. I mean, for anybody, that's like the most fulfilling thing of all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think for me that as we've been producing more and more content on astronomy and paleontology and anthropology, it is amazing the, how much points towards scripture and, and what the Bible says about his creation, about the flood. Uh, and so, you know, as young people, you know, explore those things and, and see that, man, I, my faith is strong because not just, I believe the Bible's true, but that history itself and geology and all these different sciences, you know, people say, 
oh yeah, you know, science it disproves the Bible. Well, no, actually, it's just the opposite. When you use real good science, it showcases God's creation. Mm-hmm. You know, from the micro level all the way down to to cells and how complicated they are. And there's no way that that things could happen naturally. And so mm-hmm. it bolsters people's faith. And, you know, if, if that's true and the days of creation are true, then I can believe what, you know, who Jesus is and that he died and he rose from the dead. And, mm-hmm. and my faith is secure and I'm going to be forever with him because I can believe what the Bible says. I can trust what it says. And so, you know, that, that at least for me, that was, that was encouraging. Even as a, a high schooler, when I started hearing about this stuff, it's like, wow, I can rock. You know, it's not that I doubted the Bible before, mm-hmm. but it just bolstered my confidence mm-hmm. in in what the Word of God says and what you guys are doing here at ICR. I mean, you're you're helping that generation, the younger generation. Uh, but uh, you know, just I would say, explore those things as as young people, and uh, you'll be encouraged in your faith. Let's get some uh, young creation science. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Young creation scientists out there in the, in the different fields, we always need more. So, right? Very true. Amen. Awesome. Well, any final thoughts from you, Lauren? No, no. I think we about covered it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that was fantastic. I, I, wanted, so I wanted to give you the chance. No, <laughs> no, that was so encouraging. Awesome. Thank you all for coming on and yeah. just talking about your Thanks show and yeah. the ministries and just all the different ways that you use that to teach the next generation. This has been really encouraging for me too, just listening to it. I'm sure it will be for our listeners and viewers. Excellent. Yes, Absolutely. Well, thank you all for being here. And thank you to all of our listeners and viewers. Uh, we encourage you to like, subscribe, and share. Uh, don't forget to check out our other podcasts, The Creation Podcast, also available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're interested, reach out to The Creation Guys. Uh, maybe you can have a show at your church or at your school, wherever. Uh, but we'll see you next time on creation.live. <laughs>